How's the coffee? It's starting, uh, you know, it's a, it's it's Being warm, cold. I guess. <laughs> it's lukewarm? Yeah, you know. Ah, I don't know how you can drink that. Black? Coffee. I'm not a coffee drinker. So I at all. I actually gave up coffee for the most part. Like, well, I, like I did the Lent? No, no. Or in general. I, the, the whole diet thing I've been on, I, okay. I gave up coffee, but now I'll have a little bit every now and then. But that, you know, three, four weeks, I was popping. I was like an addict, just pills <laughs> to kill the headaches and everything. Oh, yeah. That's but like being Diet Coke. Diet Coke is my drink. Of oh, choice. yeah. I, I drink way too much of it. Just water. Water, that's yeah. it. Yeah. I wish I had I wish I had that uh, the ability. You know what it was? I got tired of you know going to the bathroom, looking down, and just seeing nothing. <laughs> you just a belly yeah, and then nothing. Yeah. You pee and you're like, "Where's that coming from?" <laughs> so I'm like, oh, you know what? Time to time to diet." Yeah, yeah. yeah. I need to. Last yeah. time I went to the doctor, he was like, "Yeah, you could afford to lose a few pounds." Your doctor's telling you that. I guess you got to take it seriously. <laughs> my wife tells me all the time. You know? They just want to stay in business. <laughs> yeah, it's probably. Not, it's they just not want my true. money. Yeah. So yeah, you yeah. So I and people ask me, like, "You're not a coffee drinker? No, I don't need it. Like I can wake up in the morning. How do you I do, can be fresh and awake. weeks without coffee? Diet Coke. That's my. That's how I get through. Oh, you're gonna get the I diabetes, drink. big yeah. time. Yep. Better Probably. watch out. Probably. You'll be putting needles in your Just, ass for. You know what? IV the Diet Coke right into me. I'll be good. <laughs> But I'm old and I can't lift the glass in, anymore. It in. Yeah, just give me my diet coke. You know, at least at least it's diet. It's funny because now in the theater, uh, the cast members, the people who work on shows, they know uh, diet coke that's in the refrigerator. Don't touch it. <laughs> you touch it, you're never Cause, cast cause again. Fred's you're gonna, done. Fred's gonna come through looking for diet coke, and you want it to be there because if it's not, then everybody has a bad rehearsal night. Oh. <laughs> I always tell people, you know, check your bullshit at the door. If you're having a bad day, if something's not going right, you get to rehearsal, you got to put that away. If you're there to rehearse, we're going to get it done. I can honestly say, without a question of a doubt, as long as it's a Diet Coke, we're not going to have any problems. So, <laughs> note to hospitality during tech weeks, stock the Diet Coke. Uh, right here, I'm, I'm worried if they run out of water, but if Diet Coke's gone, then we're done. If the Diet Coke is gone, I'm not a big soda drinker. Otherwise, I don't drink, like, Sprite or anything. I only drink diet soda. I won't drink regular soda. So it's like, I'll have a water if I have to. But if I don't have to, why? why? <laughs> I told my wife, I said, if you can find a substitute, something I can drink that's better for me, that I like to taste, and I can drink a ton of it, that's not water, see the, let me know and I will switch over. This is when like video is nice because if you could see both of us... <laughs> And see the guy who's drinking water versus the guy. It's kind of a role reversal, you know? It's, it doesn't really make sense. Oh, I know. But uh, what are you going to do? This is my life. <laughs> All right, so here we are. Behind the Act Curtain, episode two of a two-parter. Last time we had with us uh, Amanda Palmer. And she is back with us again to continue where we left off. Um, yeah, right. We remember her being here last time. Yeah, right. <laughs> I just yeah. want to say, I do remember her talking with us. Yeah. You don't remember her in any shows. I don't remember anything but before you remember that. remember her being here. Sure. That's, that's important, though. <laughs> Technically, I can say, without question of a doubt, everything after Beauty and the Beast 2005, I remember. As I look to the ceiling, rolling my eyes. Making sure. <laughs> right. so, uh, cue that old like dare commercial yeah. with the e eggs in the pan. This is your brain. Yeah. This is your brain on yeah. drugs. Right. Any questions? <laughs> so yes, I do remember everything. So Amanda's back, and we are going to pick up right where we left off. Um, coming out of Peter Pan in two thousand six, 
into a Christmas Carol. Yeah. Now, were you in the show? No. You weren't technically in the show this nope. time. Just caroling. Just a caroler. So, was there a specific reason for that? Were you, did you audition? Didn't get cast, or did you just not feel like auditioning? Um, I I didn't audition. You didn't audition. No. You had a break because yeah. you just literally came off of an entire year and a quarter. Yep. So and that's exactly what I was thinking. Like Fifteen too. months in a yep. row of constant shows. Yep. Yep. Just wanted to sing. That's all. I think a lot of people do that now with the caroling. They just enjoy coming in for Christmas Carol, go outside the stadium, you know, talk to some people, sing, and it's, it's awesome. Caroling yeah. is so much fun, and it sounds great. It's yeah. such a nice oh, yeah. addition to have. Oh, we just did it last year, and we had carolers um, come in, and they sounded great. Yeah. And, it, and it's such a nice addition. You know, you're walking up to the theater. Patrons love it. Yeah, they do. They, you're walking up. They stop outside for a few minutes. You know. Um, unfortunately, they dress up nice and warm. We have yep. these great costumes that they can wear, so if we get a little bit of snow, or if the weather's cold, you know, it just it's it's a nice old time feely thing. That you you can still get do right that now, right? The caroling every year, for the most part. Um, actually, I haven't done it in quite some time. Maybe like four years. Wow, I thought you did it this year. No, I haven't done it. See that oh, you don't right. you we'll don't remember her, and I. <laughs> You're making shit up for it. <laughs> <laughs> You're just tacking stuff on that don't even exist. Whatever. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, um, Amanda was in Texas yeah. for a little while. We'll get to that oh, yeah. in a little while. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so Christmas Carol, you only Carol that year. Yeah. Um, and then uh, coming out of that, uh, we start in 2000, oh no, still in 2006. No, 2007 has to be uh, Cinderella. You auditioned for yeah, Cinderella? Yeah, I did do Cinderella. Did you direct Cinderella? I don't remember. The first time Encore did Cinderella, I did not. So yes, I did do it the second time. You did time. do it with Malia as Cinderella. That's right, Malia yeah. was my Cinderella. That's yeah. right, I almost forgot I did Cinderella. That was a <laughs> That's right, you were jo Joy? Yeah. Yes, you were Joy. That was one of the most fun roles I have ever done. That role, actually, the first time we did it yeah. at Encore, uh, my wife, wasn't my wife at the time, but she played Joy yeah. as on the Simpsons. Yeah, it yeah. was so much. That's a great show. You know, a lot of people don't like that show. It's the Rodgers and Hammerstein version, which we do. Uh, now that the new Cinderella movie's out for Disney, I'm mm -hmm. sure they're going to revamp it mm -hmm. and do a Probably. Disney version of it, um, which we'll get to do eventually. But, uh, yeah, we've actually been kicking around the idea of doing that show again. Yeah. Uh, it was supposed to be the fall show, fall Encore Kid show this year, but we ended up uh, moving in Fame Junior, mm -hmm. went into that spot instead. Um, so you're casting Cinderella yeah. as Joy. Mm-hmm. Did you want to be Cinderella? No. You didn't want to be Cinderella? No, I have never wanted to play Disney Princess after Belle. So was that like you are Disney that Princess? That was it. Even yeah, though you started with a, a part of your world, Little Mermaid, yeah. once you became Belle, you like, fuck Ariel, I'm moving on. Check, check that list. <laughs> yeah, right. Disney Princess, done. Done. <laughs> done. Yes. Yeah. No, I auditioned for a stepsister. You did? And that's yeah. That's what you wanted. That's awesome. God, it was so much fun. Disney all that makes me think of hearing Disney Princess now is when whenever we finally have auditions for Frozen the musical. Oh god. I, I'm just gonna I'm gonna shoot myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's it'll be like torture. It's, it's just pure torture. When they when they say it now for not uh, a frozen show, it's it's kind of torture. Yeah. But you know what? I'm not gonna lie to you. I would rather hear a frozen song than a Miley Cyrus song uh, at an audition. So quick aside, you know something funny was I, I was somewhere doing sound this weekend. And uh, they were DJing like a little a little dance, and the Frozen song came on and everything. And I killed it after like 15 seconds. 
and the whole room kept singing the stupid song. Oh my gosh. <laughs> they were so loud. I put something else on. I couldn't drown them out with the sound system. Wow. They're like That's screaming frozen. I, I, I just it. wanted to run away. It's <laughs> done with That's it. so oh. funny. Yeah, it's definitely been. It's, I think it's worth it. Although now that it's going Broadway, it's, oh, it's, it's, it's going to come gonna back. Be, it's going to have a huge back. resurgence and it's going to be giant. Is that for real? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're I mean, you could, you could tell when they made that movie that they set it up. That was the really design did. for oh, yeah. Broadway. Oh, totally. Yeah. Even the people, even the people they had do the. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's, they were smart because they oh, took yeah. Broadway people and then and had them do it. Some characters. Right? So, stepsister in um, Cinderella. I think that's the only role that was that I've ever played that was funny. That was supposed to be like a comedic part. Yeah. You don't do a lot of comedic parts. No, I never get cast. Well, that's as a true. We either kill you or beat you or, or die. I'm, I'm like a whore yeah. or something. A whore. Or a whore. <laughs> Going back to 2005, we were worried about her chest. Yeah. And then and next now, thing you know, Fred <laughs> makes you know. her a whore. Yeah. Oh well, Fred's gonna get her to do something I never later on. That's, remember that line I talked about? That's yeah. I, I cross it. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll get to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I will cross that line, but we'll get to Listen, that. Yep. Lines are there to be crossed. Exactly. You know what? I like to think that those lines are there to remind me that I have a line. You know, it's important to have that line. Because any time, it's got below it. Yeah. But you're like, I can't do that. Yeah. I have a hard time with lines. Yeah, I don't like lines. <laughs> so, Cinderella, uh, again, you know, wraps up. Uh, that was another huge show. It was, yep. a, it was a big fall show for us. Mm -hmm. um, that was a great show too because again we did the on fest parade. Yep. We had the carriage, yep. the Cinderella's coach. Uh, when they built that, we had it. I had them redesign the wheel setup because they were just going to make it so it could go left to right. I said no, no, no. I said I want to use it in the parade. Can you give it a swivel so we can make the turn uh, for the parade route? And sure enough, they pulled the whole bottom apart. They gave it roadworthy wheels yep. and and it could light up. Yep. And then we actually we rent that out to other companies. That, Every once in a while, if someone's looking for a good, nice Cinderella coach, because yep. it still lights up with a battery that goes with it. Take note, other companies. Yeah, other companies. Yeah. If you're looking for a Cinderella carriage, <laughs> live on Cordo. We've got one. <laughs> it is. It's a great piece. It always has been. Um, so, yeah, we made it roadworthy so we could uh, bring it down the parade route. And it's the same one we used in the show for the transformation. It was cool because we had a couple small effects in that show. Nothing too mm -hmm. major. Um, and that was, that was a challenge because we had to go from the pumpkin to the coach, you yeah. know, we had the scrim involved, and we used the, we, we used all the the smoke effects and everything. We had um, lighting, and I don't remember any of that. it was very minimal. It's not like the stuff we do today. I mean, yeah. you know, we we learn every time you do a show. Next time you do something, you're like, oh, how can I one off that? Mm -hmm. And that show, for the time when we did it, it was it was a lot of fun. And yeah. and Malia was our um, Cinderella, and she was a great Cinderella. She is probably also one of those people who once she got locked in as that character. She will always be a Cinderella now. She's in. She's she, in Disney. She works in Disney, and I believe she has been Cinderella for Disney. Yeah, I think she's mostly Rapunzel, but I think she was Cinderella for a little yeah. for a little bit. These kids, you know, they come through and then they go off, and they, a lot of them go to Disney. A lot of yeah. a lot of people who come through the company. They end up becoming Disney princesses. We've had one guy yep. go down, and he was like Mister Incredible and Frozen. Yep. That's like a that's a business now. People dress up as Disney princesses for birthday oh, yeah, parties. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a huge mm -hmm. thing yeah. that I see now. Yeah. 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 
Some people shouldn't do that, though. I just want to run record to say. Because mm. I've seen some photos on Facebook. Yeah. Frightening. It's if that bad. was Elsa showing up at my kid's party, I would chase them off with a rake. Yep. <laughs> Elsa, Elsa goes to pick up a kid, and you, you see the uh, the tattoo on the back. <laughs> it's got a huge tramp stamp. <laughs> says, insert hair with an arrow down. <laughs> my name is. <laughs> oh, that's, that's awesome. So, um... Cinderella comes to an end, and of yeah. course, every year we're right back to it. Christmas Carol. Uh, are you a Christmas Carol that year, or are you just caroling? Caroling. So you only caroled yeah. again that year. Yeah. Now, is this the start of senior year, or is this during senior year? What year are we? This is 2007. 2007. Yeah, so 2007 into 2008 was my senior year. Okay, so you've got a lot going on at school because yeah. after this, you kind of go on hiatus for a little while. Yeah. Right? Christmas Carol is your last show. Mm -hmm. And then you pretty much take the rest of your senior year off. Yeah. What are you doing in that time? Just concentrating on school or? Um, well, not definitely not concentrating on school. <laughs> um, let's just be honest. No. Um, I actually had surgery. I was in Broadway then and now. They were they were doing. Do you remember? Do you remember Broadway? I remember that, that was one of the yeah. cabarets. Yeah. I was did. in it and then I had to drop out. I actually had right. I had a breast reduction, TMI, but. No, it, it's exactly. bringing it all back from Bell all the way all forward the way to, exactly. you know, exactly. yeah. didn't want to prevent any roles. So. Yeah. I did not ask for the record. <laughs> to be a that was my next question. I will ask my actors to do a lot. This is not a request listen, of mine. Listen, we want to cast you, but I'm sure it yeah. had a lot to do. You have to have a major yeah. surgery. It did, it did. Um, it did. But yeah. It did. So they I were like, she's not going to get into that costume. Yeah. You gotta go. The girl's got to go. Yep. Uh, <laughs> no, Broadway then and now. That was, was that the stadium or was that Encore? That was Encore. It was Encore. That was Encore. That was, that was trying to bring the cabaret back because um, we had done uh, Cabaret 2005, yep. which we didn't sell a lot of tickets for that one. Um, so they kind of got, we got away from it. Mm -hmm. we were like, we're not going to do that again. Uh, so we had done a couple more years of shows. We were doing all these big, giant, mega shows, and we were getting tired. So it was like, we got to do something small so we could kind of take a break. Yeah. Because cabarets, you can just throw them together. So we thought, never the case. So Broadway Then and Now was put together. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, and you dropped out of that for certain. I did. Yeah. And that, was that also that's during your senior year? Yeah, that was during my senior year. Did that affect school at all? Oh, yeah, or? definitely. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was out of school for, for like two and a half months. Wow. Yeah. Oh, two and a half months of your senior year, did you have to make up? Yeah, I did like work at home. People would bring me schoolwork and stuff. But but yeah, no, I mostly didn't do well senior year because I skipped class. Breast uh, <laughs> reduction, skipping class, one or the other. Excuses, excuses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you say tomato. Study to set up your future or reduce the boobs yeah. to set up your future. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Best of both worlds. <laughs> <laughs> So you finish senior year. Yep. Um, now, when senior year is over, um, are you thinking college? Are you thinking, you know, I just want to, what are your plans after senior year of high school? I mean, I did go to college for a little bit. I went to CCRI mm -hmm. for a little while, but I was really only there for a semester. Did you take any acting classes? Or no. No, just no I never wanted to do theater professionally. I've never wanted to go to school for theater. Just a hobby? Yes. A it's it's not a lucrative hobby, but you've been spending a lot of time doing it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's one of those things too. You know, if you take what you love to do and then you try to, it doesn't always work out. It doesn't always it work out. out. Yeah, especially yeah. with theater. There are a million other girls who are just as good as me. So. Yeah. 
lot of talent out there. There is so much talent. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Even, I mean, as a director, I love anytime somebody comes in and auditions, I love bringing in new talent. Um, and in doing that, you can't forget the people who've been working with you all these years, you know, because you want to kind of take care of them, but at the same time, you want to get these new bodies in, and then it becomes a struggle. It's like, well, what do I do? Mm-hmm. Um, but I can honestly say, very seldom has someone come in, and I've been in such conflict where it's like, who do I go with? Yeah. It's either this person has nailed it and they're gonna be that role. I don't care how good this per how many years this person has spent with us. Um, this person has to be that part, you know. And unfortunately, then then the tear effect starts. But we didn't see you for that role, so you get bumped down to maybe this role. But when you get to cast that role, this person was amazing for it, so you give it to that person, and that person gets bumped down. That's how you lose people, and they're lucky to even make it in the ensemble after that point. And some people, you know, we talked about this before, but people who go just for leads, but it can be humbling if you go for a lead and then you take an ensemble role and you see someone perform that just kills it and Blows they're so, so good it. absolutely and i have seen it's it it's a good it's a good experience for for you as a vocalist or mm-hmm. an actor you know to see wow you know i auditioned for this i'm ensemble i'm taking it in stride enjoying everything and you, you really you see some other great performers but and as a director it's humbling because they'll come in they'll be amazing but unfortunately we don't have that lead for them in this moment they accept ensemble now you've always got them with you. You're working with them, and you're learning what their capabilities are mm-hmm. and what they can do. I can't tell you how many of these uh, young men and women have come into our company. They've accepted an ensemble part, and then the very next show, bam, they've got a leading role. Because yep. you might not have seen it that first time. You held on to them, and then you're like, holy crap, I'm so underutilizing this person. i got to have them. Yep. It's something else. And yeah. then they become leads. It's, it's that easy to do that. Yeah, but if you're not accepting that ensemble role, you're not getting that opportunity. It's like, all right, you don't want to do it. I get it. And there have been plenty of people over the years that have kind of stolen the show with, you know, small ensemble absolutely. parts. Yeah. Just, absolutely. Yeah. A, a Almost every show, there's someone, someone who that just... sticks out. And yeah. yeah. And then in the next show, bam, there you see yep. the larger than life, big, big time character or whatever. Yeah. Um, okay, so high school's done. A little bit of school. Um, the next show you don't get involved in. To, to actually you get involved in 2009, so you take like a year off, yeah. is Bye Bye Birdie. Yeah. And you play... Rosie. Rosie. Another lead for Amanda Palmer. This is... this Talk it up. This show is my, my return <laughs> yeah. to the theater, too. It was. Yep. And what yeah, a return it was. Of, oh, man. Because a lot went on in that show. <laughs> a lot. Yes, it did. Let's talk about that show. Yeah. <laughs> so you're Rosa Alvarez. Yeah. Playing opposite Brian. Brian. Lopes. Uh, he's Albert yep. Peterson. Um, and that was a large cast. Yes. Also, yours truly was in that show. Yes. yes. I always forget I'm in that show. Matter of fact, somebody just brought it up to me the other day. They were like, when are you going to get back up on stage? Yeah. I'm like, you don't need me up on stage. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I was yeah. um, Mr. McAfee. Opposite my wife. Opposite your wife. Yes. Who kind of became my yeah, wife. It, it, strangely, <laughs> strangely, I, I had a child nine months later. <laughs> oh, God. It was odd. I want to see some DNA results. <laughs> <laughs> I want cash payments. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I remember that being a huge show. That was actually directed by Dave Gravone. Yep. Um, and that show was just, it was right along the lines of, you know, even though we had done that little cabaret in between, it was like gearing up for the next big show. Mm-hmm. Uh, giant set, multi-level, uh, huge cast. Yep. Um, it was just, it was insane. It was insane. 
It was fun. Yeah. A lot, lot of stuff went on. Your sister was in that show, I yeah. remember. Yeah, right? was in that show. Um, and uh, there was like a whole, there was just like a, a great ensemble because that's when we were getting like a lot of our core kids yeah. that were really starting to shine. Like Gian and Tara Feely was in, even though yeah. she had done stuff with us before. Um, but Kelsey Massaro and um, the girl who played Kim. Nicole. Um, Nicole Calkins. Yeah. yeah. You know, they were really starting to emerge mm-hmm. as these are the kids that are going to become the leads from here on forward. I actually auditioned for Kim. You did for, for did. Bye Bye Birdie. Yeah. And, and then Dave, and I didn't get it. I got Rosie. You got Rosie. You got like I the did. lead of the show. Like, I, I didn't get the kid lead. I got the adult lead. I did. I think that was the only time I was disappointed that I didn't, which Ooh. is so weird. Disappointed I wanted, with the lead. I'm disappointed with the lead. I know. Role. It sounds horrible. It sounds horrible. <laughs> I know. But I really wanted to play Kim, like really, really, really badly. And Dave, he knew it too. He knew I wanted to play Kim and he called me. So, so I was, I dated his son, Matt mm-hmm. Gorgon, for like three years. Um, so I was very, very close with the family. And Dave calls me up and he's like, listen, Amanda, you're not going to be happy with what I'm going to tell you, but I'm not casting you as Kim. And I was like, what? Why? <laughs> Why? Because I need you to play the lead. I need you to play Rose. We didn't have anybody come out who I thought like could do it, who I thought could handle it. And I was like, you, she's like 30 years old. You want me to play this like. And how old are you at the time? Oh, what was it? 2000. Yeah. No, I was maybe 18. 18. 18 yeah, so 19. just came out of high school. Yep. Oh my gosh. 30. Oh my God. I was mostly. I feel old, I, I feel old now. I, I was mostly nervous. She, so she's an alto and I was a soprano and she is also Spanish mm-hmm. and I am not. No. Wait, wait, you are white as white as you're, you're not Spanish? No. <laughs> the magic of theater. She's just like, oh, how am I? She had this song called like Spanish Rose and she like speaks a little bit of Spanish during it. She like sings it with a Spanish accent. I was like, oh God, I'm not a character. Did anybody give you shit for not pronouncing the Spanish correctly. No. Or did you learn to pronounce it correctly? I learned, I... You made sure. Yes. You're like, these Spanish chicks in the crowd are not going to eat me alive. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> I knew that song before the first rehearsal. Oh, nice. I am, if I don't know something, I will prepare. I don't so, care. So, let's let's go into that a little bit. What is your process as an actress? Like, what do you do? Are you one of those actresses who, do you find someone that's done it and try to see what they've done, or do you just take it on your own from scratch? Are you emulating someone, or are you doing I definitely, your own thing? I definitely watch people. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not gonna like say I'm one of those actresses that like, oh, it's my role and I created it myself. No, I'm not. I I definitely watch people. I definitely do, but um, I don't think I like imitate. Right. I don't think I would imitate. I definitely pull. Sure. Pull you find the you find what you like and what works, and, and then I merge it into one. Yeah. Sure. 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 The process. A lot of people have that process. But I'm usually always prepared before I walk into that first rehearsal. I can attest to it. Yes. Actors take note. <laughs> yes, yes, right? That's what we directors like. <laughs> I, I'm i too afraid to not know my stuff. Yeah. And that's your fault. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have, have you ever yeah. had to bust the script out on uh, during Tech Week? Uh, once I think. Oh, I think there once. It is. There it is. Once I called line during tech rehearsal, and I got the evil glare from Fred that I had to call line. <laughs> Never again. Never <laughs> again Shame. did I do it. Well trained. Did you yes. hum a water bottle at her? No, I thought I had to throw anything at Amanda. No, no. When we did Lame is the last time, 
there was some lighting issue. We, we couldn't find our light. And by we, I mean her. <laughs> I couldn't find it. It took a while for her to find our light. We got her there. <laughs> Barely. But like, like two nights before we opened, <laughs> I finally found it. So, I don't know if you remember. Well, I'm sure you do. It's probably the one thing everybody remembers. There was an incident during Bye Bye Birdie. Um, where were you when that happened? Are we talking about the the set falling the, the great incident I of had, 2009? I had literally just walked off stage. Right, because it, it was my, it was, it was the, the office set. The office set, yeah. So the first scene in the show yep. is you and Albert in your office. Yep. And the only thing we had for the set, uh, there was some props on the, t- on the floor. There was a desk. Mm-hmm. There was the piano. Mm-hmm. But the unit flew in and out. It was three panels. It was yep. three four by eight panels, and it was like the interior of Albert's office. It had a door, right? Um, Did it have a door? I think it had a door, but I don't know if it was used. I don't think mm. it was used. Um, and it was like the reverse glass, so you could see the letters on the back side, but you couldn't, you know, it was, it was like you were inside the That's office. That's cool. So all I remember is now I was in the show. I remember being backstage, mm-hmm. uh, waiting to come on, or I was talking to somebody, probably something I wasn't supposed to be doing. But um, I would happen to be standing there, and as the lights go down to transfer from your scene into telephone into the hour, telephone. I hear a rip. Almost like if you're ripping a phone book in half. Not that I've ever seen anybody do that in person, but I'm assuming that's what it sounded like. Mm-hmm. It was this giant ripping sound, and then all I heard was a crash. And screaming. And screaming. Literally, the set, the way this, and we found this out later, the, the set had been designed they had used pieces that were already, um, somebody had used them for something else. So when they put these three panels together, the bottom was very heavy. But the top was only a one by three piece of plywood that ran across the top. And we drilled holes in it to run the flying rig. So as the unit was flying up, I don't know if it clipped something and started to wobble a little bit, but as it did, it turned just enough to get caught on something. And the guy pulling the ropes figured it was maybe caught on a, a, a border or something. And, just and he gave it one good tug and it just pulled. And when it did, it shredded the top of it off. And that's where the connectors were. And everything came falling now, on the floor. It, a, a note to people not in the theater know, there's a lot of weight yes. on those ropes yes. to, yeah. to counterweight it. So it's not just a superhuman strength shearing a set piece. You've got right. all that weight that if you pull that, it, that's that's some serious force. Yeah, so it definitely, it was scary. Yeah. I remember it was scary. We, we literally closed the curtain mm-hmm. uh, immediately, uh, and then we made sure everyone was okay. There were couples, because it's wired. The wire snapped and the wire went everywhere as the set came crashing down. Pieces went flying. A couple people got some good scratches. Yeah. Um, luckily, one of the girls in the ensemble, her dad was an EMT. Uh, and he was in the show, so he was checking them, made sure everybody was okay. And literally, within five minutes of it happening, um, at least in my recollection, maybe it was a little bit longer. Um, it was we, pretty quick. We made an announcement: give us five minutes, Best cleaned up the mess. Ever. Well, yeah, we, I don't even want to get into that. Oh God! <laughs> we made the announcement. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. We made the announcement, and then within a few minutes, we opened the curtain and we finished the show. Luckily, mm-hmm. we only needed that set piece yep. that one time. I'll tell you, mm-hmm. I, I remember being harrowing. So, at the stadium, you know, you, you go down to the dressing rooms, and the dressing rooms are directly under the stage. Mm-hmm. So I happened. To, I was in Bye Bye Birdie. And uh, I was downstairs. Sorry, you were in my, I, I always forget that. You yeah. were in my birdie. Yeah. So uh, I remember being down there in that main hallway and hearing that hit mm-hmm. above. I thought the whole thing was just going like, to come, come right down to the floor, below. right? It was, oh, yeah. It was so loud. Oh, yeah, it was loud. Yep. scary. Yeah. It was so scary. And you were walking off the stage. I was, it, it missed me like by just a couple of seconds. Crazy. Yeah. And I can say for anybody listening, 
knocking on wood. This is a wood table. We have never had an issue like that happen since. Ever. That was a one time. You know what? That was a. I think that was an like an awakening. It where, was. Uh, we a lot of a lot of more thought went into the set design at that Absolutely. point as far as structural integrity. And we had people checking yep. and rechecking, and mm-hmm. then when things would be brought into the theater to be hung, there was somebody there overseeing it. We actually had like a safety foreman job yep. put in place, uh, which. It, it's kind of the same way today. Like you're always checking and rechecking. And the people who build this stuff now know all those um, panels are designed differently, so the, all the weights supported. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. yep. We don't yeah. just hang things from the top; it runs through the entire set to the bottom, so the whole thing is held. Yeah, there's a lot of things that have been put in place since then, but that's scary. I mean, mm-hmm. that's scary it's for terrifying. And, and this is community theater. This is all volunteers working uh, on this. Where you know none of us are professionals, yeah. so it's like. In that moment, it's like you got just we sprung into action. Luckily, mm-hmm. I was backstage. Um, it was a lot of chaos and commotion, but we cleaned it up. And we went on. We did the whole show. Yeah. No, I, I, I remember that show too. Other scary moments. You had to trust me to lift you over my head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did. Who was the other person? Mike Harrison. Oh my yeah. gosh, it was Mike Harrison. <laughs> that was there the Shriners. Yeah. 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 I still remember Dave with short people, and he's like, you know, hey John. Uh, you know, I, I need you to just come in this one scene. You're just going to hang out at a bar. I'm like, perfect. I do that all the time. <laughs> and then it got into this whole, there was a dance. and Right, yeah. People know I do not dance. Shanghai, you big time. I do not dance. It was amazing. Oh, it was fun. Way. That was great. Um, uh, what's his name? Um, there, was, uh, there was a lot of great people in that, in that number. I know uh, Ryan was in that number. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. John St. Martin was in yep. that yeah. number. Yep. Um, yeah. There were a few others, but man, that was, that was, that was a fun number to watch. That's yeah. fun. Yep. I so, didn't drop you. I didn't he drop did you. not drop you. I was not dropped ever. Is that the show when the, the locker fell on you? Was that a different show? Yes. No, that was... That was the same yeah. show. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We were it, was up a, the it was a painful show. Somebody <laughs> leaned a, a locker the wrong way. I guess one of the feet... Like a full high school um, locker. It was like a, bro- a block of four metal lockers. Yep. And it fell over and I remember it hit you. Yeah. It was pretty good. Yeah. And they were like, That sucked. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's, it's <laughs> John. He's fine. <laughs> you get the hills. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. There was a lot of crazy things going on. Yeah. Yeah. That was a lot. Was yeah. a lot. It was a fun show. It was, it was a fun, fun show. show. I had fun because, you know, I'm not all that musically so, inclined. <laughs> that, that was the As show that constantly you know, reminded me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Set pieces falling, getting hit with lockers. Yeah. It was after that show that I'm like, Screw this! I'm doing tech. So I'm just doing tech. <laughs> I don't want to be on stage yeah. from now on. That's yeah. it. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah, that was that was a fun show, and you were great as well. I just remember oh, yeah. um, that was that was so much fun. Um, and it's funny because the very first show that Encore did, um, I believe, was Bye Bye Birdie. Yeah. And my wife Kathy played Rosie. Yeah. She had a horrible wig though. They gave her this brown curly wig. She too did not look Spanish. If you know my wife, she's the pastiest of pasties. She is white as Irish can be. Yeah. And yeah. And yeah. I don't think I they like did tanning. anything. To sp- she did not spray tan or anything. She was the whitest Spanish person. I like spray tanning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Bye Bye Birdie uh, was in 2009. Mm-hmm. Uh, that wraps up and we move into Joseph. An amazing territory. So, dun, dun, dun. We did that show twice. No. No, we, we were talking Oh, that's not us! This yeah. is the show! Not Encore! <laughs> Gotta go! Yeah. That's Get right. Up. This Get is up. the oh, one that's gosh. not Encore. Oh, this yeah. is... And today marks an anniversary it for you. Does. So tell us all about... Now, you had done Joseph with Encore. I and did. And you were Maud? Mauve. 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 
my god. Maud is the bartender in Bye Bye Birdie. I knew it was close enough. So Mauve. Okay, you were Mauve in Joseph when you did it at Encore. But then you go outside of Encore. Now this is the first show you've done outside of Encore in years. In a very Since Greece. Yeah. Right? So that's that's a long time. What made you decide you wanted to go and try working with another group? Was it the um, show? It wasn't even the group. It was the show. Was the Joseph show? and the Amazing mm-hmm. Titan Color Dreamcoat is my favorite show ever. I could do it every day of my life. It's so much fun. Would you want to do it with John and no shirt? <laughs> <laughs> every, if, if that was every stipulation, time. you have to do it every, every time. But that's time. Time. that's sure actually how she imagines yep. it. I do. <laughs> it's with true. me without my shirt. It's right? Yeah. Every time. <laughs> I get that a lot. <laughs> I do. So now, in that production, you're not one of the colors. Uh-uh. You are the narrator. Now that's the lead, yeah. technically, of yeah. the show. But there were four of us. So they they split it up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because mm-hmm. nar- narrator is a massive role. It really is. I'm trying to think. Did I see the show? And if I did, I didn't. I, I did don't not see it. it. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be that building. I walk in, my freaking brain just wipes clean. <laughs> that was one of my best shows, man. Who were who the other narrators? It was me, Hannah McDonald, who was the narrator the first time that I did it with Encore. So what happened was the first time they did the two Josephs, they're like, nah, that didn't work. So <laughs> then this four time narrators. four narrators you know instead. Did someone wear camo? Yeah. I, then I've seen it. Of all the things I'm going to remember. Video remember recording. Yeah. There no, were I two, think I went to see it. There were two guys at the end who were wearing camo uniforms. Was it like they a were, modern they were in the interpretation? Or? It, the whole show was a different interpretation. <laughs> and by different. <laughs> and by different. It was just. No. It's just. It's, it's the actual show because yeah. that's one of those shows I'm assuming like um, Jesus Christ Superstar yeah. where you can do it. Well, like, or it has been done mm-hmm. many different ways. Mm-hmm. Modern, you know. What's it with the close. biblical uh, shows where they do that? I guess they feel right. that you can twist and turn any way you want and nobody gives a crap. You know, it's just like oh, everything else. No, you can't change it. It's got to be exactly the way it is. But when it comes to Jesus and stuff, they're like, sure, let's, let's have switch it up. Guns, mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you're the narrator with three other people. I must have seen yeah. the show because it, was it's, me, it sounds familiar. Hannah McDonald, Nicole Calkins. And Laura, Laura Westfall. Westfall. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That was mean. You know what? I think I did see this. That was mean. Now this is with Rise. Yes. And this is at the Assembly Theater. Yes. So you left. The last show you did there was Greece. Yeah. So it's been a while since you've been back in there. And again, like Years. we said last time, um, it's a time. small venue. It's not it's very. It's a very big. small theater. Mm-hmm. And I remember, if I remember correctly, they. Had things on the side where people could sit up on, or maybe I could be bullshit. I don't no, I don't think so. No. It's like a, it's just like a flat auditorium. I think I don't even think it does like any kind of. No, no, no. I mean, like on the stage where they had their stage oh, no. set up. Did they have sections on the side where people could sit? No. Maybe that was Michelin. Oh. Anyway, so you're doing Joseph. Yeah. And how was how was how was the show? Because you've already done the show once before. That was you've only done it one other time. This is your favorite show, so you're doing it a second time. It's my, oh gosh, I would play the narrator every day of my life. It was so much fun. How did they split that into four parts? Yeah, mm. that's it. You know, with the Joseph thing, I got it because there's that break. But with the narrator, they just kind of broke it up different. Uh... Yeah, they kind of made it into like. Um, it's like a Greek chorus. Kind of. Where it's, the, it's 
Yeah, there's a line for you. Yeah, we would go like back and forth. Sure. Like the narrators were, uh, I forget, I think when we were doing like character development, it was very like nature related. I don't know if it came across well, like there, it was like start. very nature related, <laughs> like water of, and earth. And just a, just stuff, a note for directors know. when you take shows that have one part and you split it into four, especially in community theater, don't complain when there's not enough mics. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> yeah. Nobody thinks right? about that yeah. until. Right. Uh, no, it was fun. Um, I think the production was a little bit stressful. I think everybody had a little bit of a stressful time dealing with a. Now, how long had Rod? How, I'm trying to think of the like the time frame. They had actually, but this is now 2010. You're doing yeah. So I believe Rise formed sometime after 2005. Yeah, they did High School Musical, I think, a couple of times. They did, and I saw High School Musical. You know what? We That's saw that together show. with the side. I the saw sides. With the two things yeah. on the side. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. It was a, another ride show. They did I'd High School seen. Musical. And uh, I remember seeing that because Dave Gorgon was in it. Mm -hmm. He played the coach, and mm -hmm. later on, we did it. And I actually I think it was happening at the same time mm -hmm. or like within a few months. Yeah, as I saw I played it, the coach. I didn't see encores, but I, I we all went. Who do, it was? We it took was, a van. It was ride. Awesome. Yeah, we went yeah. with the, uh, Sherry and Ron, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We went a whole bunch of Mark was there and a whole bunch of people. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was that was a night. Yes, <laughs> I was, was I was in it for one day and then I dropped it. In what? There are high school music? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I was so, doing something with Encore. I can't remember what it was, but I dropped it for that. Hmm. I can't remember what though. So Joseph, yeah. you're playing the narrator now. Now, yeah. when they when they said to you, "Listen, we want you for the narrator." Mm -hmm. Did they hit you with that and then give you the but it's being split into four parts? I think he started with the um, the four narrators first. So he was like, he told you right up front, we're going to yeah. split this and we want you to be one of the four. Yes. Yeah, I think so. So, And I don't know why he did it. I don't know if it's because he couldn't decide what he wanted, like who he wanted right. as so a narrator. Right, so like, well, I'll take them all. I'll take them all type mm -hmm. of thing. Mm -hmm. But it, I think it ended up working most of the time. So I mentioned that this marks... An anniversary. Yes. Is it to the day? Um. So it, it would have happened last night. Oh, it would have happened so last today night. So today would be closing of Joseph. Yeah. <laughs> well, why don't you explain to us what happened? Because I know what happened. I don't know if John knows what happened. No. No? no. Okay. So when we were doing, so it was Saturday night. We were doing um, right before Go-Go Joseph. You know how he yep. is like in the cell or whatever. And the narrators get like brought in and they sing a little bit to him. And they're like, no, don't lose faith. You're going to make it out of here. Is that exactly how it was sung? Exactly. Exactly. Um, we actually just played a recording yeah. of that day. So as the narrators are getting brought on stage, we're being thrown in as prisoners. And we have these, like, capes on to, like, try and hide us from the audience or whatever. And I had a four-inch carpenter's nail in my cloak. Now, when you say in your cloak... Is it like... It was like sewn into the seam. What? <laughs> well, obviously you can see your face like that. It was <laughs> sewn into the seam with like the the like nail, the point, like sticking up. So you pissed off a customer. I don't know what I did. I pissed someone off. Now, how did you know. find this thing? We were thrown on stage and I like felt something on my knee. I like thought I like skinned my knee. And I like looked down and I was like, oh yeah, I'm bleeding a little bit. But I like didn't think anything of it. And I'm just going on with the scene. And at one point I have to like stand up at the end of 
the song and I couldn't like bend my knee all the way. I was like, what the, f- what happened? I like looked down and my cloak was nailed, nailed to my knee, nailed to my knee. I couldn't even stand up straight. It was so bad. So they spun me around. This like guy was like, you need to get me off stage. And he like spun me around and I snuck off stage. The sound guys didn't see me at all because the next thing the audience hears is there's a fucking nail in my knee coming from me. I really wish I saw <laughs> that. Yeah. So I like booked it downstairs and there were, there were these two girls and I think they were lifeguards. It was Jackie and Corey. And they were like, just don't don't look down, don't look down. They like told me not to look down because I didn't feel any pain. I like didn't feel anything and at all. you said four inch nail. Of these four inches, how many inches were in your knee? All of it. It was all, it was like nailed into so my knee. So when you hit, it just like right in. Right in. All the way in. And just a note that I would have caught that line. <laughs> you would have made sure that mark was You would have known. You would have known. It wow. was so, so That's they, insane. They pulled the nail, and it was clean. It wasn't like a carpenter's nail that had been used. It was Well, that's good. So you said like, it's not like something you might have picked up on Nothing. the stage or Nothing. backstage. That is, no. That is weird. Yep. They had to pull the cloak off in order to like Ugh. get the nail out. No, it was bad. And then I was like, we're at intermission at this point, and everyone's like, oh my god, like one of our narrators is down. What are we gonna do? Blah blah blah. They like, I was like, no, I'm fine, I'm fine. You don't have to send me to the emergency room. I can go back. It doesn't even hurt that bad. Finish the bleeding. show. No, they made me leave to go to the emergency room, which I understand. Whatever. They obviously have never heard of the show must go on. Uh, come no, to, come right? to find out if the nail had been like a half an inch up further, I would have been paralyzed in my right leg. That's fucked yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even, so, I don't even, first of all, I can't make this funny. Second of all, <laughs> I don't even, I can try. <laughs> second of all, I don't even know where to start on this story. Yeah. The fact that it was in the costume. It was in the costume. Because, I mean, if something's sewn into something, now is is it a sheer costume? Like if you would have held it up to light, no, you it was a it? thick black piece of fabric. So this is the way you could have it was even a cloak. Seen this. No, was, did they no did way. they do it for like weight to add weight to it or something? A nail? Use yeah. a, a freaking I don't know. carpenter's nail no for weight. I really want to ask who the customer is, but then I don't. I don't even know her <laughs> name. To be honest, I don't even know her name. Wow, that's crazy. How many customers did they have on the show? Did they have just one? I think they had two. I think they had two. That's insane. So. Note: Check your costumes. Check your Absolute, fucking costumes. Absolutely. So when you're when you're when this is happening, yeah, I'm sure you're not thinking, "Oh, how did this happen?" No. And you're working on the details. It's just, "Ow, I'm in pain. I gotta get the fuck off the stage, and I gotta get out of here and go get checked." It like didn't really hurt. When did it start? When did you really start thinking about how the hell could this have happened? Like the next day. So you start the thinking next, about it. Yeah. And you're like piecing it together like fucking Nancy Drew. You're yeah, like, fuck how did this get in there? Was everything good? Like they just pulled the nail out and that's it? Like, or yeah, messed I mean, up your knee? Or? No, Jackie and Corey pulled the nail out while I was at the theater. And then they sent me I would have wanted it. That man, must hurt man mode. Bastard. Oh, God. Listen, I, I watch a lot of TV, and I know you're not supposed to pull anything out. <laughs> you leave that shit into get to the ER. You don't pull it out. It didn't bleed. It, like, not, like absolutely wow. not. It was um, amazing. The next day, we had, like, closing, the closing show. And so I did it. Almost. So did they do one weekend or two? One. Uh, one. One weekend, one weekend. three performances? Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Yeah, I think so. So that was on a Saturday night. Then. Yeah. This is 2009, so you can't like Wikipedia nail and knee and <laughs> exactly, you know, right, WebMD right. that yeah. shit. Right? 
Yeah. It was insane. Wow. It was totally insane. Wow. I still have scars on my knee to this day. So is it like one tiny puncture hole scar? Or well, is it like I have a like, line? I have one, the one puncture scar, and then I have, when I said that I thought I scraped my knee. Right, right, right. Sorry. Um, I like have a nice nasty scar wow. from that scrape. Well, because you probably caught it and then it oh. went and then in. And it dragged. So, yeah, it dragged into my, it. Oh, into my knee. God, yeah. That's that's, you know, it's amazing that you didn't feel it when it was happening. I didn't. I, I didn't. I thought I just scraped my knee. Honestly, I think it was the adrenaline because the next day I was in a lot of pain. But oh, that man. night I was like, I can go back on stage, just bandage me up and I can go back out. Wow. They wouldn't let me. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. That's Safety the first. craziest theater story I think I have. Wow. Dun, dun, dun. That's, <laughs> that's something fishy there. I don't know. I'm not gonna, that's pretty. That's pretty good. Okay. I'm not gonna say any theories, but something something happened. That's the, wrong, happened that's the wrong show for nails. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh. <laughs> no, definitely. That is. That's 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 crazy. That's crazy. So after it happened and the show was done, did anybody say anything to you? Did anybody like have a theory or? Or was it just kind of not really talked about and then just... I don't think, like, how the hell the nail got there was talked about at, at all, really. It was more like... like oh, is that just, impossible? Oh just God, pass so papers. Okay. Please sign these waivers. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take you to the doctors, but sign this first. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. And then I see from your resume, you have not been back. <laughs> yeah. never no, acted again. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't mean back in general. I'm just to that company. Oh, yeah. yeah she hasn't worked with that company. I think that would probably deter me too. Fucking scarred me. Yeah. Literally. Literally for life. Yeah, literally. <laughs> so, Joseph yeah. is an amazing Technicolor Dream Coat. Mm -hmm. Almost cripples you for life. For life. Um, and you decide there's only one thing I can think of to do. I'm going to go back to Encore and be a caroler. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's more, I'm going to go safer. I'm more yeah. safe on the streets of Woonsocket caroling than I am over I'm there. A that's a, that's a stretch. That's well, a, this is 2009, <laughs> so okay. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. crazy. So caroling is kind of your ear. Yeah, you're your doing staple. that. It was while. so much fun. I, Christmas is my favorite time of the year, and any time I get to sing a Christmas song, count me in. I do like Christmas. Yeah. Although it's... It, it's it's still a big commitment, caroling. I mean, you're doing two weekends, mm -hmm. two weeks prior to Christmas. Mm -hmm. So we usually start rehearsing like October-ish. Yeah. So you got all of October September. and all of November into December for yeah. the first two weeks. That's a huge commitment right before the holidays. Um, and I didn't even realize how much it was until I had a kid. It's yeah. like literally... Um, it's two weeks before Christmas. We should mm -hmm. be going to the mall. We should be looking for Santa and doing all that stuff. And here I am running out, you know, three nights a week. And then all of Tech Week, midweek in yep. between, for two full weekends of shows. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's insane. It's such a huge thing. And to Carol, every night before each show, I mean, if we did. Um, now, were we doing morning shows yet? Have, did you have a Carol for a morning show? Did they ever have No, I don't think so. No, no. it was just the matinee. I think the. Um, Right, just the matinee. I don't think we were doing school shows yet. No. I think that came later on. Which Christmas Carol was this? This would have been Christmas Carol 2010. So I think this was the first Christmas Carol I ever did sound for. Really? Yeah. Who directed that Christmas Carol? Do you remember? I'm, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm looking at the, the timeline, and that, that has to have been the first one, because that's the after that, most of these shows uh, I ended up doing sound for. Mm -hmm. Right. Right, so right. I, it became I, our I'll, I'll be honest. Day. I've seen so many Christmas Carols now, they all kind of mush no. together in my head. I'm I know Ashley did one at one point. That that was later. I don't think it was 2010. Jen, Kevin, no, because um, no, there, there's been a this bunch. This might have been since. the. Is that the one Laura did? 
Oh, you know, it might have been. It was I think it might have been. Ben, ben Morris. I think so. Someone where they had the attic and they did all the weird things. In I yep. think so. I think so. All when I know when is did my you do yours? That was 2011. Last year. Right. Well, no, you had done. Uh, didn't you do Scrooge the Musical too? Oh, I did the one with the kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that was 2011. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was that was fun. Too. I always say I've never done Christmas Carol. Last year, my friend, I always forget I did Scrooge. Yeah. Because it was with the kids. It was a musical. And Scrooge musical is kind of its own little. Uh, yeah, it's it's still a Christmas Carol. It's the yeah. same story, but I always. Sorry guys, mm-hmm. <laughs> that was that was that was. We'll, we'll have to mm-hmm. we're gonna have to dedicate a show just to Christmas carols. Yeah, because <laughs> there's we a lot we can easily that, spend an hour. Oh talking my about god, Christmas, Christmas Carol. So uh, then, um, after that Christmas Carol, uh, this must be spring. Of, is this 2010? Yeah, it's still 2010. Um, you become a whore for the first time. <laughs> a whore for the first time. This is yep. her first foray into whoreness. Yep. Not under my direction. So yep. I did not make her a whore ever for the first time. So you so. didn't turn her. I did not. I was <laughs> the official turner. Nope. This was, um, and the production was? Miss Saigon. Miss Saigon. Yeah. Awesome production. Amazing production. Yeah. Uh, that I can say, at, when that show came out, uh, when Miss Saigon was in 2010, that at the time was the best encore show we had ever done. It was and so good. Even though I had directed a lot of shows prior to it, I can honestly say at that time that was the best show encore I had ever done. Uh, amazing, Eric Denoyer. Uh, he had only directed one other time for us. Mm-hmm. I don't think he ever did a Christmas Carol. He did James and the Giant Peach for yes, us, which was, that's what it was it was a it was a it was a big production, but it was a small caliber. He did a lot of interesting things. Um, that was a good show. It was a it was it was a great mm-hmm. show. Uh, it was really well done. Um, and then he expressed interest in directing again. Miss Saigon was the show. Yep. My God, did he knock it out of the park? Yep. That show was phenomenal. That's still one of my favorites. I love yeah. Miss Saigon. That was great. That was such a good show. So now, were you just a whore in that show, or with, now technically you're not labeled as a whore? You're in the ensemble. Ensemble. But ensemble equals whore in that show. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did an audition for Miss Saigon. Um, he actually needed a couple, of, a couple more people. So, oh, he, so you were a call. Yeah, now, isn't that the best kind of actor to it be? Is. To get the call and be like, "Hey, I need some help in the show. You want to be in it?" Yeah, I really enjoy that actually. Especially when it's a lead. Yeah. I mean, this happens to be an ensemble part. But if you if you're an actor, you get a call like, "Hey, I need a lead for the show. Can you come and do it?" You don't even have to audition. Best kind of actor you want to be. You want to get those phone calls. Yeah, those are nice to have. Yeah. So they call you in. Yeah. They're like. Take your clothes off for me. Basically, yeah. Because <laughs> I don't know, you saw that show. I remember that show. Yeah. And I remember going, oh my so, God, all these girls that I've worked with over the last five years have hardly any clothes on. That's that true. was probably one of the first shows where it really kind of pushed the boundaries of uh, the risque. Well, here's the thing. We had done Whorehouse a few years earlier. And we didn't, I mean, there was some suggestive material. Yeah, people were covered, People though. were well covered. That made my whorehouse look like a freaking a G-rated a zoo Disney for children. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that that was uh, very little clothing. Very. That was very one of little. the first shows too, where it's like, all right, you get all these half naked women, and you've got to mic them. <laughs> yeah, where do you put the mic? <laughs> no, some, where do you put the mic? That's a trade secret. <laughs> I think I had a mic. That was a good thing. Yeah, yeah. That that show was phenomenal, and like I said, just. The cast that he had assembled. Um, I mean, and we're in Woonsocket. It's it's predominantly a, a very, what's the best way to say it, white 
mm-hmm. you know, surrounding, we had what, two Asian people mm-hmm. in the whole show? Mm-hmm. Maybe two and a half. Um, yeah, I don't even know if it was that high. I don't even know if it was that high. But to pull off making you believe you were in Saigon, it, it was amazing. It, mm-hmm. There was like yeah. no question. You could not have looked at those actors and been like nitpicky. You couldn't be nitpicky about anything. Who was it that they brought in for lighting for that? They brought this guy Nate in. I can't think of his he last did an name. Awesome stops, job. I think it starts with a W. I think technically at the time he was working with Trinity. Yeah. And he had yes. access to extra lights. Yeah. And he was like, Can I bring them in? And I guess they said he could. And he literally brought 30 lights in. He hung them anywhere in that building that he could have possibly hung them. He brought the tabs down yep. on the sides and he took the curtain off and he hung lights on those. I mean, this guy had lights. Everywhere. It was amazing. It was phenomenal. They put a. They made you think there was a helicopter on that stage. Yeah. I was curious about how they were going to pull that off. It was unbelievable. And I saw it for the first time. It was like, holy crap, he did it. It was so cool. That, that was that was that was awesome. It was awesome. I, I just remember uh, Eric coming up to me saying, "Listen, John, you know, we need a helicopter sound effect, and I want it to shake the entire theater." I'm like, "Yes, please." <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be great as a, as a sound yeah. guy to, yeah. to get requests yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah, that is that's awesome. That's awesome. Now that was uh, a one weekend show. Yeah, I know because that was a that was a big deal. Eric really was hoping to get that for two weekends, and unfortunately, at the time we couldn't mm-hmm. finagle a second weekend. Well, that, that was during that that kind of bad economic time. It too. was. So there was a huge crash. Coming Nobody out was to going see, out. Uh, yeah, it was getting tough. But that show brought, brought them in. Yeah, and it did, did very well. And it and it was new. We had just come off Broadway. No one had done it yet. Um, I think. For Rhode Island, it may have been a Rhode Island premiere. I'm not 100 on that, but I think it may have been. Uh, and he, he killed it. He yeah, killed it. It was insane. The cast was awesome. Yep. Awesome. And and then that was it for him, right? He didn't. Uh, and then he he went away. Yeah. yeah. Finished school, and I think he's another one that's down he's in Florida, Florida. Yeah. doing the Disney thing, which is awesome. I think yeah. it's so cool that they yeah. all do that. Yeah, that's great. And that was that was a, a super super amazing production. And then after he had left. Um, you know, uh, I was getting ready to have my, my son. My, my wife was pregnant, so I was trying to take some time off. And um, the next show that you were involved in was? Rent. Rent. Yep. Also an awesome show. This was also cool. Yeah. But there was a lot that went on behind that uh, because I was yeah. not the first director yeah. that show had. That show had another director. That's right. And uh, he did not work out. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah. Um, there were some issues. Uh, the producers were a little concerned. And literally, I remember being right here in my kitchen, and the two producers showed up at my house. My wife is like six months to seven months pregnant, and they're literally begging me to take over the show because it just it wasn't what they wanted. It wasn't what they thought it could be. Now, I had never seen Rent. I knew what the show was. You didn't know was. it at all. I didn't know it. Yeah. And I was like... Really didn't want to do it. The baby was coming. My wife didn't want me to do it. So literally, it took them like two weeks, and eventually, I, I gave in. I was like, "All right, I'll take it on." I said, "But we've got to move fast." Yeah. I wanted to get it done in case I had to be home for anything, and um, I went in. And in five rehearsals, I blocked the entire show, the entire act show. one and two, mm-hmm. uh, using a multi-level giant set, which was not even in the original design for the first director. He wanted a couple of boxes. You imagine that show it was with really, a couple of boxes just thrown on the stage? Yeah, his vision was very. We almost it was, it was almost too modern. It was, we almost lost the set builder yeah. because we hired this new guy. He had come in. He sat down with the director. The director was like, "I want like five boxes." Can, can we have that? 
And he was literally beside himself. When I took over, I had my first sit-down meeting with him. I brought my schematics, usually like a knit cocktail napkin or a piece of paper I just drew something quick on. And I said, this is what I want. I want a, a staircase on this side. I want to walk across the top. I want to drop down the scaffolding. I want to strip a pole up here. I want that to be my Christmas tree. I want to downstairs. I want to and the guy literally thanked me. He said, thank you for doing this. His name was Paul. He was like, thank you because I almost left this project because the guy asked me for five. <laughs> and he was going to leave, and he was Ridiculous. an awesome set builder. He got real scaffolding in, and, and mm -hmm. just the set was awesome. No, awesome. don't get me wrong. For the people out there doing like minimalist sets, there are places for minimalist sets. Absolutely. But if you've seen the stadium, it's not one of them. Not, it's not. You, you not, can't not. have you a, a thousand-person yeah. theater yeah. And, yeah. and put five boxes on the stage. Yeah. I've it's seen just too much room. I've seen small productions done amazingly well on a minimalist budget, and yeah. I get that. It's community theater. That's what we do. We're very fortunate to have the venue we have, but in the venue we have, it has to be larger than life. It has to be super huge. Yeah. We can't. Someone who's directing in black boxes has that black box mentality yep. where it's so minimal. You can't put that mentality. On our stage because yeah. that's literally a ten foot radius in the center of the stage. You still have you know twenty feet on both sides. You gotta fill. Um, so yeah, that guy thanked me and he built us an amazing set. Who were you in Rent? I was Mimi, another mm. Spanish character. Spanish, kind of hoary. <laughs> so now and you've fallen into a pattern. Yeah, <laughs> dying of AIDS. Yes. So you're starting to fall into or a HIV, pattern. I guess. Was, was Mimi the one that gets like chloroformed and thrown into the, the kidnapped or whatever? Who Who's that? One of the horrors. In rent? Oh, oh, you know, I'm, we're in rent. I'm still digging Miss Saigon. No. <laughs> I was like, I don't remember putting that in rent. No. It's, it's a new version I'm working on. That's, yeah. <laughs> no, she was, she was, um, she was the, like, my right. yeah, yeah. yeah. that song, right? yep. which was a great song. Such a depressing yeah. show. But here's the thing. I didn't know the show. So I step in. I knew they had made a movie, and I don't like to watch the movies if I'm working on a show. Um, I avoided it like the plague. And I'm meeting all these people who are in the show because they're not my cast. I did not pick that cast. So I'm assuming, I'm, I'm taking on the responsibility of somebody else's cast. Um, luckily, for the most part, a lot of the cast was well done. Like Amanda, um, Mike Harrison, I thought was really good. Um, Antonio, mm -hmm. um, who played Mark? Oh, Brendan, Brendan Duquette, yeah. and then um, the other kid uh, that played Roger, um, Matt. Phenomenal. I mean, and there were, there's so many more I could name. Um, choreography by uh, Meg. Meg. Bruno. Mm -hmm. uh, just awesome. And it's nice because I, I came onto a team. I knew the producers already. I knew Meg was the choreographer. Um, and they're the people you can just trust them. They, they'll do their job. You do your job. It's all going to work out. Yep. Jeff, was this Jeff's? This is Jeff's first, first show yeah, with Encore. Right. Jeff Campbell was our musical director. Yeah. Um, again, he's probably thinking, I'm starting with this company. They fire the first director. They bring me this other guy. What the hell are they doing here? Yeah. I can only imagine that that's what he was it's, saying. It's amazing. Yeah. He's still around. And he's still around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's still I'm sure around. we'll he's... chat with him at some point. Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. Um, so yeah, that show was it was just awesome. Was such a good show. I remember being so much fun. Uh, and we met so many of our core people yes. in that show yeah. a lot. And I'm sure you, I, most of those people are still doing shows with us today. Yeah. And, and, and Amanda was on the stripper pole. I was. I was. <laughs> I was on the Someone's got to do it. You know, I mean, I'm going to do it. It's funny because Amanda is the kind of actress, I've asked her to do a lot of crazy things. Yeah. And this happened to be one of them. Now, we got a two-level set. And 
She's got this very skimpy outfit on because it's 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 tacky. nothing. I have nothing. She's got like yeah. this little blue. I think it was like a, a turquoisey blue like kind of skirt, like a cheetah print, yeah. like wrapped around my butt. Very small. That's oh, it. I remember. And I'm, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm and now here's the thing. I'm on stage with her, and I'm like, listen, I need you to go up on top of the set, and you know your blocking is to move across this way. Go up a ladder. Now, when I say a ladder, it's literally an orange, uh, like warehouse ladder that we yeah. just propped against the set and yes. we secured it to it so it didn't move. I said, so you have to climb up that during your blocking to get to the top for the strip number. Because it's not- literally, it's just a pole. She's going to do some swings around and stuff like that. That ended up becoming our Christmas tree. So there was this moment where I'm like, all right, I need you to go up there and I'm talking to her. And without even thinking, she starts to climb the ladder. I start to climb the ladder. She, she makes a comment or says something to me. So to answer her, I oh, look no. up at her. <laughs> I was like, oh, whoa, keep going, keep going, keep going. Get up on top, get up on top. I was like, oh, God. I, get, I, I like to be close to my actors, but sometimes I get a little jealous. <laughs> I also made Fred dance on the stripper pole before I did. I, it's like, I'm not going up I there. I tested to make sure it worked. Is there it video of me? I no video, thank God. <laughs> this is before. Everybody had smartphones that could have recorded it. Uh, I was like, no, if no only. I'm not going up there. We, we build our set sound. You were more than safe. Maybe. <laughs> oh, man. That was a great show, too. Yeah. It had a lot. The, the, the ensemble alone, you know, when they do uh, La Vie Bohème, yeah. um, was so awesome. Uh, and even, you're going to have to help me with the name, when they do the uh, Antonio song, the, the real oh, yeah, yeah. Um, racy one where they're all writhing on each other. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, God, I don't even know if that it was his death scene. It was it was it was it was that death kind of dreamish yeah. sequence. I, I remember telling Meg Bruno, I said, listen, I said, I want this hot and depressing at the same time. That was intense. It was intense. So I was like, all these people come out in their underwear basically. Uh, literally. If if it was a guy, tidy whities or boxers, we left it up to them. And the girls okay. literally came out in brown underwear and that was mm-hmm. it. Um, but they ended up getting under this this piece of material. And it kind of like enclosed them in this big bubble, but you could see them, and it was the women pressing themselves into Up the, sheet. the sheet. Yep. It just was awesome. And at the same time, I'm going, oh my God, I can't believe these people do this. <laughs> I think the cool thing was you had that scene, and then you have like the funeral scene. Yeah. Oh. So it's just such oh, a such a stark contrast between yeah. the. Yeah, it was powerful. It was good. And of course, Mike Harrison sang the, the oh. funeral song. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Um, he brought me to tears. What, every what is the song? Oh. Um, I'll cover you. I'll cover you. Oh, yeah. every night. And we got a we got a real coffin to do that. Yeah. We went to a local um right. they, they home, and they let us borrow so a real coffin. It was a display coffin. Uh, it wasn't used, thankfully. Um, but yeah, we, we had that. that was awesome. Are you gonna plug the funeral home if you, if you need your coffin? <laughs> yeah, right. I don't remember the name of it. Um, all right, let's take a quick break. I want to just do a, a little advertisement for what we got upcoming, and then we'll pick up and continue. All right, the Encore Repertory Company will soon be holding an audition for its Encore Kids production of Fame Junior. Auditions will take place on Monday, August 3rd and Tuesday, August 4th from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. at the Stadium Theater, 28 Monument Square, Woonsocket, Rhode Island. They're asking to please prepare 16 to 32 bars of a Broadway song that best showcases your range. The accompanist will be provided. There will be cool readings from the script. Please come dressed to move for the dance portion of the audition. We are looking for male and female actors ages 12 to 18. Rehearsals will take place on Sunday afternoons and Monday and Wednesday evenings. The show will go up November 6th, 7th, and 8th. 
please contact Director Adam Landry at APLLandry at Verizon.net or producer Susan Vieira at PineBowAcres at Hotmail.com with any questions. For more info in those email address spellings, you can check us out at EncoreRepco.org or on Facebook, the Encore Repertory Company group page. See you at auditions. All right, so we're back and we're discussing Rent. Yeah. So what are your what are your memories of that show as a whole? Oh my gosh, um, the cast was uh, the like family. They were we were so close. That was probably the most tight knit cast I'd have ever. You said it. Anna said it. We were all. I had all. We most of us had like just turned twenty one or twenty two, mm. so we were all like really young. They were obnoxious. We were, <laughs> we were obnoxious. I will agree with that. Obnoxious yes. is the word. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It was almost sickening. I remember, but I remember they were the couch. Phenomenal together. That couch probably needed to be burned <laughs> after that show. Probably. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ugh. That was, that was, oh, it was so much fun to do that show, too. And again, like I said, not knowing the material and, 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 and acquiring that cast. Mm -hmm. um, that's like one of those shows, if anybody was ever like, oh, we, should do, we should do Rent again, I would be like, I'd be willing to do that. That was also a show I didn't get what I wanted. What did you want to be in? I in wanted that? to play Maureen. The oh, thank God you weren't Maureen. Yeah. Oh. I wanted to play her real bad. The girl who played Maureen was very good. She was, so she good. was, yeah. she was good. Um she sings that song I hate so much. I love it. Oh, I hate that song. I it would have been so like bad. a flashback of Cabaret 2005. But why are you giving me all of these Spanish roles? I don't get it. That's funny. That's yeah. Funny. Oh, and then, you know, you, obviously you, the character, spoilers, dies or yeah. comes close to dying yeah. at the end of the show. And yeah. It was just so powerful. The chemistry that you and Matt had was mm -hmm. really good, too. Yeah. And, uh, it just worked out. I think the chemistry between everybody, everybody who had to have like a significant other or or someone they were supposed to be really tight with, it was amazing. Chemistry was just perfect. Yeah, it was, yep. it was good. It, it was amazing. It was good overall. Um, and yeah, that's definitely a show I would totally. Do. Yeah, yeah. So after Rent is done, oh my god, this is where I just remember weird things going on. So Rent wraps up, right? Mm -hmm. And we're rolling into the summer stuff. Yeah. This would be the second summer stock that Encore yes. does. The one they did previously was Guys and Dolls, which you did not do. Nope. Um, but the second one happens to be Fame the Musical. Mm -hmm. uh, summer stock is an all-ages production, but the cast has to work on the show. So there's a lot going on, and we had a huge cast for that show. And I remember a chunk of the Rent group got involved. They, they auditioned, and they got involved. So it was almost like we had... The Rent cast. Two factions. And the rest of the cast. And oh, where there's some butting of heads. Yeah. 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 It was... What, what's your take on that part of the story? <laughs> well, I don't know if I remember the, like, two separate... Well, definitely, like, the two separate... Well, there was definitely the Rent group. Yeah. And then there was everybody else. <laughs> um, I think right about this time, I started to lose patience with kids. Mm. Right about this time. And I just remember there was this one rehearsal and Megan, who was choreographing it, was not there. And they wanted us to like keep running the dances and keep running the dances. And none of these kids would <laughs> shut up. They wouldn't shut up. They weren't listening to anybody. And I, a bunch of us kind of went off on. on Lashed out at the Ooh. children's using profanity. I swore Ooh. at that. So how, how young are we talking? Pretty young, like maybe 
what, like 12, 13? 13. 13. Bah, they deserved oh. it. <laughs> they deserved I think I told it. Them to shut the fuck now here's, up. But... Here's the thing. There's a lot of kids in this show yeah. because it's it's famous about kids in a school. Yeah. Uh, and we went a little bit younger. I think 13 was maybe the youngest we went for Sutherland. Uh, mostly between like 15 and 18. Um, but then we did have this older group, and there was, and they were so tight knit right from the start because they were all coming over from rent, um, and they were just like, un- they couldn't tolerate what was going on we around couldn't, them. We couldn't. It was, it it was, was just so like bad. it was like night and day, just uh. because they had come off this amazing adult show, and now we're getting involved in this all ages show, and it was just like it was so a hard. Lot of butting heads. It was. I had to referee a lot of that. Lot. I was going to say so. On. So was this a situation that was big enough that you had to like? Pull some parents. Definitely. Out I had to pull a few people aside. I oh. believe I pulled Amanda aside. Yeah. You didn't really pulled, yell at me though. I didn't yell at them, but I had to give them some hey, listen, you can't you one can't you can't swear, swear at the kids. kids. Yeah. If anybody <laughs> swear at these kids, it's gonna be me. Which I would not even think. <laughs> you can, that you can give them the talk that says, you know, if you're gonna swear at kids, don't do it in front of their parents. Exactly. <laughs> you know, which would have been the case that yeah. particular day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I did. I, I I pulled you aside and I think I pulled maybe Andrew and one other person aside. Yeah. because um, there that were a few of us. Was, there was like a group of them that were involved, and I was like, "Listen, you, just, you can't." Listen, I know. And if, and if I'm not there, if Megan wasn't there, you know, it's the responsibility of whoever was there, whether it was the stage manager, or the producer, to kind of overseeing it. And if that wasn't the case, you bring it to them, let them handle it. Don't, I got school because nobody wants to be that cast member who's like, "Oh, guys, we should all be quiet because you know the director's trying to talk." Nobody likes that cast member. No, no. You, the minute that happens, everyone's like, "That person." is a douche for saying anything. <laughs> and it happens, though. It happens once in a while because you get these casts yeah. where people can get a little out of control and no one seems to be saying anything and you get to that, and I can understand, you get to that point where you just, blah. I've, I've sworn like, at a cast before. But, like, there's background, though, that I feel like a lot of people miss from that particular day. And that's that, so, you, so you're saying there's, like, the like rest of the cast and then there's the rent cast. Mm-hmm. But it like uh, from our perspective, it wasn't like that. It was like the cast, and then there were these dancer girls who like came from a dance studio who didn't sing, who didn't act. They were just yeah. dancers, and they were horrible. <laughs> they were horrible. They were awful to anybody who was not in their in group. Their little click. Yeah. And it was yeah. so bad. They would sit there and they would badmouth people mm. like right in front of them, and it was just. I do remember it was so that. fucking awful. dancers. <laughs> It was so, I had, Divas. we had all had, had enough at that point and yeah. lashed out at them. And they went home and they told their mommies and daddies and then we got in trouble. Mm. Kind of. Not, kind not of, real not trouble. Not really yeah, in trouble. Some theater trouble. Listen, sometimes, they fucking deserve it. Sometimes dancers just need to be told to shut the fuck shut up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you know what? Sometimes a lot of people just need to be told to shut yeah. the fuck up. And we're doing it with, you know, no malice, but shut the fuck up. Just, yeah. Just listen to me. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not gonna. I, I find it helps you if you say it with a, like a British accent. You know, it, <laughs> it just makes it, it seem friendlier. You know? <laughs> That's awesome. I'm much more laid back now. I think. But <laughs> even though there was a lot going on during yeah. that show, that show was phenomenal. It was good. It ended up being a really good show, and it was mm-hmm. tough too because it's it's summer stock, so it's like everybody's yeah. working on the show, and a lot of personalities yeah. collide, and it was just it was just a lot, a lot, a lot going on. And the show ended up being. It was pretty good. Uh, we, we had a taxi cab on on yep. stage, which somebody had built for us. Actually, it was literally the grease car that yeah. we had used years earlier, just repainted. <laughs> you, know, yep. you know what and I remember. danced on. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But, um, yeah, the, it, was, it was a fun show. And uh, 
I like to think that even after all was said and done, it was still a good experience. Even yeah. though it was a rocky road, we have a lot of those. We have a lot of rocky roads. For sure. Unfortunately. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny too. Sometimes, you know, it, you get parents that say it. You come in during tech week and, you know, Sunday and Monday, they're like, oh, this is not going to happen. This this show's never going to. Oh, yeah. But they haven't, every time. they haven't seen it. And I've seen yeah. some that were, Especially that were close. Parents. It's like the kid's first show. Uh, just recently, we did a show. I think it was. No, I, I know what you're talking about. My big yeah, speech. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't Christmas Carol. It was, it was no, a good show, wasn't it? I can't remember what show it was, but it's it's true. It, and there have been very few shows that, as someone who's seen a lot of shows, that I've gone, ooh, you know, they're mm. this may not make it. You know, and they always they they make it. Right, it's right, right, right. Yeah. Varying quality sometimes, but it's always uh, a lot of the stuff that we nitpick is imp- imperceivable to the audience. So mm-hmm. now, as an actress being in involved in these shows, you've been involved in shows that have had those moments. Oh gosh! Where, yes. What is your mindset like? You come into Tech Week and just some things just aren't happening. Are you freaking out? Oh yeah! <laughs> oh yeah! Um, there there was actually only one show, and it was Joseph, and that was with Rise. Right. Where I. All of <laughs> all the narrators, maybe not all of us, but there are definitely three of us who basically quit the show Wednesday of Tech Week. We're like, we are not coming back. Wow. We're not doing <laughs> it. <laughs> it was Dancers. it was pretty. I think it all revolved around costumes too, which is probably why. Oh, that head. explains so much. <laughs> like, wait a minute, it wasn't me though that was saying uh, that I was. What is sure. it with Joseph in shitty costumes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's insane. That's yeah. insane. I mean, I don't... Uh, honestly, I feel like everything else just ends up coming together by, like, the Tuesday or Wednesday. And then yeah. you feel a lot better. Right, right, right. And I'm sure even, you know, working on encore shows, we've definitely had our moments where something's just not working, and then you get into tech week, and then it just it just gels and it pulls itself mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. Um, I know as a director, I can go into it, like, confidently and just be like, I know it's not working right now. You're not really going to see it till we're on the stage, yeah. And then you get the setup there and the props and everything, and yeah. then it's like, oh, okay, that. And now it's working mm-hmm. all of a sudden. Plus, people give you 100 percent more when you're on the stage. Yeah. Normally, they're half-assing it during the whole rehearsal process, yeah. which I see all too much. Well, it's all the energy too. You know, you, you get that audience in front of you, and oh yeah, definitely. makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Yep. A Wednesday night final dress rehearsal, which I always tell my cast is your first official show. Mm-hmm. Is a, a different show than the opening Friday show. Yeah. Always a different show. Always a different show. Because the audience, the audience feeds, feeds that energy. Nothing it's so true. Yeah. Sometimes. I think the, the, the lowest I've ever seen is, you know, mid 300s. It's mm. usually decent. And that was during that, you know, that bad, kind of the bad economic time. Right, right, right. Well, let's put a break here. We're gonna wrap this episode. This actually, we still have more to talk about, so we're gonna we're gonna go into a third episode with Amanda. Everyone's gonna be like, "Who's Amanda Palmer? Why are we still listening to her? Why do we care?" No, seriously, we're getting we're 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 gonna come out of uh, our 2010s and we're gonna get into 2011, and we're gonna start talking about some of the big productions that we've done. Um, but just kind of um, you know going along with uh, what we were just saying about you know um, when you get all these personalities. Uh, working backstage, and this is our wrap-up, uh, I find that it's easier to work with um, the group as a whole than to say, all right, these are my ensemble cast, this is my um, you know, leads. You don't want to treat them that way. I like yep. to go into every show treating them all the same. You might just be in the ensemble, and 
you know, your role is just as important as anybody else's. And you still um, have responsibility. And you still have that responsibility, absolutely. So, so, so when when the cast starts to kind of, you know, there's that nitpicking, and you got to pull people aside and be like, knock your shit off, or you know, I'm gonna pull you out of the show, which <laughs> I'm not gonna say I haven't. But you know, some sometimes people need that. They need that turnaround. They need they need to just be told that one time, um, and then they usually get their shit together, and then you never have a problem with them again. You know, um, good example. We were doing a High School Musical with the kids, and there was a girl that everyone, everyone, everyone was having a problem with. She was just fighting with everyone all the time. She was hitting the boys, and it was like to the point where people had to tell me it was out of control. So we were getting ready to do Grease, and um, she had this reputation. She auditioned. And she's very talented. So I called her and I said to her, listen, I want to offer you a role in Greece. It's just it's an ensemble part. I said, however, you've been labeled, you have a reputation of fighting with people. And I said, if I hear one thing that you're doing to be inappropriate or you mess with people, or you're bothering people, I will pull you out of the show and it's the last time you will ever work with Encore again. Um and after that conversation, not only did she change her total attitude, she went on to become a leading lady in a lot of our shows before she went off to college. Mm -hmm. uh, never had a problem with her again like that. And she was extremely talented. So, you know, it goes to show that even the people that sometimes you have problems with, yep. they're not bad apples. They just need somebody to tell them, hey, knock that shit off. Being an <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And on that, I'm Fred Fortier. I'm John Roberts. And I'm Amanda Palmer. And we'll see you on part three with Amanda Palmer again. <laughs> Thanks.